What's up, listeners, and welcome back to another episode of Not Just a Phase. Please check us out online at notjustaphase.net. And we're very active on Instagram at notjustaphase worldwide. Today, we're doing some very new worldwide shit again. And this microphone is on tour to Budapest. What's up, Budapest? Talking with a very sweet band called Satels. Hey, Rob. Hi. I'm Balai. Hey. Hey. Vocals from Satels. Nice. And I'm David. Um, I play bass for Satels. Perfect. I'm going to edit that because I'm going to ask you guys later. But uh... <laughs> <laughs> Maybe I'll keep it in. Fuck it. So Satels is a really, really awesome melodic hardcore band from Budapest, which is the capital of Hungary. So shout out to a new country that we have not been to yet on this show. Lyrically, Satels have been tackling a variety of political issues as a band since around 2014. And instrumentally, they are ripping melody into hardcore on a level akin to the legends of the genre that pioneered it, like Shai Halud, Modern Life is War, Sinking Ships, and the list keeps going on. You can tell where their influences are from, clearly. This band was the first band to ever message the show and actually say that they wanted to come chat with us. And at the time, that was my first message, so I was blown away. And I had obviously never heard of them at the time, so I immediately checked them out and was blown away, very impressed. And uh, so at one point, you know, I was fucking up, and I had never heard this amazing band. So if you've also been fucking up and you've never heard these guys, we're about to change that right now, so check this out. Hi, this is Balaj from Satels, and you're listening Dividing Line on Not Just The Face podcast. <laughs>
All right. So guys, welcome to the show. Thank you so much for talking with us today. Finally, how are you guys feeling? Hi, Rob. Thanks for inviting us. Like, all good. Yeah, and it's truly a pleasure. It's literally getting close to midnight here, thanks to the time zone differences, but we're still awake. Yeah, I'm usually in pajama this time. (laughs) (laughs) I literally just got off work at almost 6 p.m. here, so I I appreciate you guys staying up on a a school night to speak with me. (laughs) So for the listeners who don't know your names and voices, can you guys just please state your name and what role it is you play in the band? Hi, I'm Balash. I'm doing vocals. And uh, I'm David, or David, and uh, I play bass. Perfect. And I always ask this, but with you guys, I definitely know. Did you check out the show before agreeing to, to come chat with us today? Or? <laughs> well, to be honest, I just checked it out today. Yeah. <laughs> Are you serious? I had, like, I had like a little time, so like, I was like... Okay, let's listen to it. What kind of podcast is this? Like, you messaged me a I'm year like, ago. So I, I'm, I'm like completely honest always. So like, oh, yeah, I was just check it out today. Yeah, and it was me who messaged you basically because I'm, I'm following you since the interview with Love is Red. Obviously, they were also a huge inspiration for us. And oh, I'm, nice. also, I'm also into podcasts in general. So whenever I work, I try to listen to as much conversations as possible. Oh, so okay. I, I, I'm just basically following on what you do and I, I, I can easily recall that my favorite uh, episode was with the Mersal because uh, we were really spinning that particular album right literally at the same time when the interview came out so it was it was really on top yeah. nice okay so so that David's the fan or David sorry David's the fan here <laughs> He's the man. <laughs> I, t- I told you I'd fuck up the name, didn't I? My apologies, guys. My apologies. No worries. So uh, you've heard the show, obviously. We usually like to start off by asking how you got, uh, how you first got into punk rock or any underground music genres. Well, for me, like pretty much skateboarding was the biggest influence to get into it. Like, you know, like skate videos, Tony Hawk Pro Skater. When I first saw like uh, local bands who like playing hardcore punk and metal it was on a like a skateboard festival here in budapest like some local bands was playing on it and like basically those took me into the genre in my my case i i can't really emphasize enough the importance of the of when internet appeared as an everyday routine in our lives and uh, it was especially around the millennial era so uh, I, I, I was able to basically, and I, I was always a seeker. So I'm always looked for, try to find new sounds, new music. And, and uh, I, I remember that my first touch was Agnostic Front. Yeah, I, I totally like recall it. that. It, I think it's for like everyone. Yeah. It's getting to hardcore, yeah, sure. punk, Agnostic Front is like such a basic band. You like first you run into is like some New York hardcore band like Mad yeah. Ball, Sick of It All, Agnostic Front, Hate Breed or something like this. Yeah. But also for the, for a local scene, we were also lucky enough to be in the middle of a generational switch. So there was also a newer generation in the local hardcore punk scene who were more passionate. They were focused on melodies, also on the social issues as well. So we were quite easily added up to the early releases of Shai Hulud and so on. And, and, yeah, totally... and we, I think we would just get into it in the beginning of the MySpace era. Yeah. When all those MySpace metalcore band was coming up, like every day you found a new band from around the world because like that was like everyone could upload anything to the internet, demos, everything. So you could find like 
tons of new bands every single day, every single week. I was like, I remember like I was listening to five new bands like every day at least. Oh yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. Same. The internet has done magical, magical things for the musical industry, especially the DIY scenes and underground stuff for sure. Definitely. So I've already said where you guys are all from. Again, shout out to Budapest. I think that's like the furthest this microphone has gone. I'm not really sure, but uh, since I obviously have no idea, I'm curious what the local scene uh, and just the scenes are like in general around you guys. Well, like uh, it's always changing, like in everywhere, always following the trends, like in everywhere. But uh, right now, I think we have like such a, a core base of uh, bands and uh like peoples of the scene who are like making bands so like that's just a handful of people who are like making music but we have like loads of bands and loads of projects so like more people are in like more projects that's how i can like explain how it looks like the best scene or hungary scene but also at the, the hardest point was maybe when we started to play together, because uh, at that point, there was also a generational switch. And to keep the community alive, basically all the new and forming bands just have to live up to the expectations of basically the, the whole scene and also the community to, to reach out to the people and also to earn the, the basically the, the respect also from the elder generations and also to find new people into this scene accordingly yeah. and also also those so, bands were like so early into this like before internet that all those bands who they booked or played together they become friends like we know so many people here in hungary who are like close ba- friends with uh, band members from bane darkest hour and misery signals and all those big bands you know which is like what shaped us basically. yeah yeah and, and also in in this manner it was also i think a challenge on our end to, to live up and also to set uh, new challenges to ourselves on the musical aspect and also and that's why i just what i wanted to say with that is uh even if uh, we have an ever renewing scene it's a bit fragmented so i would consider ourselves a bit more radical than the majority of of the other bands because we always try to speak up on the social issues that we want to fight against but um for sure we we also see that some of the bands are mostly focusing on personal issues and topics to to get over some drama in general yeah i think like we we we're reflecting with the old school venues of like the hardcore punk scene like totally we're following those those values still but yeah but it's it's also awesome to see that whenever we can help younger bands who play with us as as our supports and stuff like that to to see that their own path will start from that particular venue where we also started a few years ago so we also want to give back with these chances to basically give room to to newcomer bands whenever we have the opportunity to play and um, to be honest in budapest we play regularly approximately to 200 people or something yeah, like that 200 so, 300 yeah. people yeah and it's awesome and 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 but we worked nine years on that so uh yeah, and, and for sure yeah <laughs> so it, it also took time but I, I think that we are the strongest right now with this third full-length album because finally we reached the point the certain point when the musical aspect is on the same level as the the lyrics and and basically the the responsibility we feel with the album 
So, but right now we, I think that we we're lucky enough to, we, and we have a, a position where maybe we can inspire others, but also at the same time, we're gaining inspiration from newer bands and when uh, the elder generation are forming new bands just for fun. So it's awesome. So it's safe to say there's quite a few older and newer bands. There's a lot of, a lot of punk rock and shit is alive in general around you guys. Also, like there's like a lot of hard working promoters and a lot of hard work working crews who are like making possible to have amazing bands here in Budapest. So like definitely shout out for them because without them the scene will be nothing. Yeah, of course. Especially with, we still have fanzines, so we're yeah. always promoting reaction fanzine wherever we can because we we still have a I would say an annual release for yes. for new interviews, new uh, basically reviews. Yeah, Banza who makes this fanzine, he's like a, like an old school guy from the beginning of all these hardcore bands and all these movements, and he's like still active, still coming to shows, still writing reviews, still making interviews, and still keeping alive the flame. So, so we shout are, out to him, yeah. <laughs> definitely from here. And in general, we, we also appreciate the, the, the possibilities of, for example, your podcast as well, because through this way, your narrative gives meaning to what the bands are doing, actually. And so... Uh, it's also the same in in our manner about the part, about the uh, the fanzines in general and even Xerox uh, interviews what we've got from time to time. So we we're really thankful for all of these these general yeah. chances. And also, like I promise, I will keep up with the old episodes from the podcast. <laughs> 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 don't worry about it i don't even listen to podcasts no, actually, like, i'm like a lazy guy so i like not really listen to podcasts oh, if i have time i listen to music so oh, I, man. Yeah. i'm not not a podcast guy but if i'm like founding something which something which is like interesting i'm i'm going into it so today i was like listening to one episode and i like so i'm going going with the other ones <laughs> Oh man, do not make any apologies. I have said it numerous times. I don't listen to too many podcasts. Um, I, I don't find them very entertaining. Uh, that's kind of why I started this thing. So, you know, podcasts are for nerds. Don't worry about it. Sorry, David. But uh, <laughs> podcasts are for nerds. Don't even listen to the show. It's terrible. I'm, I'm, just, I'm just here for myself so I can interview the bands and play some music. I enjoy doing it, you know. But uh, so you guys got a big popping scene over there. So this show is all about the shout outs. It's all about the love and promotion that's what that's what we're here for trying to be anyways right so what's uh what's some favorite local bands you guys have in your area oh i have like one really big favorite yeah who's the... that, that one is hard laps they are like my brothers my little brothers i was like cool. um supporting them forever <laughs> so shout out for hard laps and also my uh, new favorite is better than ever pop punk guys from Debrecen and the area, mm. they're really good as well. So uh, check, uh, them, check them out, definitely. Yeah, I would name Touch. Touch, yeah, yeah, yeah Touch because, is good. Uh, Touch has been released by Derek from uh, Defeater in the US. And uh, they play this, uh, this uh, Washington uh, uh, DC inspired uh, Lion of Judas, Lion of Judas style, style hardcore punk, and and it's and it's really interesting. There the angle that they took on songwriting, 
Uh, I would also mention Havaria. Havaria, yeah, they yeah. are also cool. Uh, they, they, it's for it's a duo basically by two local legends, I would say. And whenever they they play together, they always had a huge impact on the local scene. And right now, they are angrier than ever. And it's uh, it's only guitar and drum in general with vocals. And uh, super aggressive, super fast. And yeah, I'm super proud of them. And also. Yeah, but but also what 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 might be interesting that uh, I think that you, we will also touch base anyway about the current political situation. But the underground and basically the DIY scene just also find identity about rebelling against the government. So through this way, we also able to play with uh, other uh, mid bands from other genres, and it's so easy to say that. We can still play with post-rock acts. We can play on festivals, which is mostly for indie people or for hip-hop people. So uh, there, there's a there's a rebellion in the air right now, yeah, yeah. Uh, thankfully, and uh, it, it already opens up the sister in this way. That yeah, I, now right right now I think like it doesn't matter what genre a band plays. Like we have loads of bands which is like angry or disappointed in the like current situation here in Hungary. So like they are like speaking up against it or like trying to like get attention what's going on here. So like uh, that's a band called Run Over Dogs. They are like really close friends to us. And like they are like actually uh, we have like so many common interests with the lyrics and with all the music, what we do in and like it's still like different genres so they play in like more rocky like uh, 90s kind of rock with yeah. the grunge influences and so on but they have a decent followers and uh, they they play by the radio it does everything so. <laughs> nice, nice. we're really proud of we're really yeah. proud of the scene what we have in yeah. right now it sounds like a whole lot of good unity for a good cause everyone speaking out towards what they're uh, they're un- unhappy with and different genres yeah. aside it's you know same ideas right yeah and we're focusing on what's common in us and it's and it's really a huge value that goes towards the genres in this manner definitely very cool so we'll get back to you guys though uh 3am confessions came out in late august of 2021 not exactly the best time to drop an album considering the current state of uh pretty much every country the pandemic and such But nonetheless, I'm sure it went off without a hitch. I want to get into this album here. Where did you guys record this album? Well, that's a long story. Like originally, we wanted to go to Austria. Was the studio's name? Uh, Deer in the headlights. We we had the plan to record it in uh, close to Linz, Austria, which is a neighboring country to us. But uh, the the lockdown was so strong, so we couldn't really leave. Good old COVID was knocking on the door again and saying like, "No, guys, you're not going anywhere." (laughs) Yeah. So we had to find a a last minute uh, solution, and thankfully, one of our friends uh, Mate was kind enough to host us in his own studio which is called RH uh, it, it's basically up for local uh, progressive rock folklore indie music in general and we were it, it was a uh, such an interesting dynamic because Solely. at the same time when we recorded the album with him he was in constant and daily touch with uh, the guys in the Austrian studio 
who, who did uh, the mix of the release. So basically, they also talk together on a yeah, daily they've basis. They've been like totally synchronized. So yeah. if we recorded something, <clears throat> like he, like right in time, sent the recording to Austria, and the guy who was doing editing in Austria was like telling like, okay, let's record this again. This sounds like bad. We need to check it out. This is like not good like this. Do it like that. So like they've been in totally uh synchronized but also fun fact this guy mate he plays in run over dogs what yeah. we were talking about ben <laughs> yeah and uh the, and our austrian friend marcus he plays drums for bands like implore or even six core uh, a great grindcore band and uh, he he became so passionate about the demos and he had so valuable ideas that it really helped us in the workflow but we also made a mistake because uh we were not really familiar with even if it's our third album we well, we didn't thought that we had to find a way to master it yeah. so like we are like <laughs> such a losers in this kind yeah, of thing yeah. we never know how it goes you know like we're just like collecting the money writing the songs and when we have to go to the studio that's always like okay we have this much money and like we want to record this much songs and like oh, okay okay it's that much all right is it uh, includes mastering oh you want to have mastering that's another amount of money i'm like oh, okay great yeah so at the point it, we spent approximately four four days in the studio when we realized that okay it will be mixed but we still don't have a master so uh, oh, if, marcus also mentioned that maybe we should look into some solutions and we were super lucky to basically find uh the not only not to find because it's, it's the lamest thing to say yeah uh, we just basically uh <laughs> had a, a big dream in general no i mean like it was like it was like a surprising thing because we was like looking for a place who does mastering how, how did we found uh, basically, we just read recommendations in general and found out that, uh, so basically the, we did the master in West West Side in, in New York. We, we were, uh, we just basically tried to find solutions and, and on several occasions, obviously a lot of people uh, just suggested Alan Dutchess. And, uh, yeah, well, it was like such a big dream. Like we was checking the records while he was working on them, like it was working on Converge, Jane Doe or Modern Life is for Witness and like working with bands like Misfits, Come Back In and all those bands who are, we grew up on. I was like, are you serious that this guy will do mastering on our record from Hungary when it was like, we're playing, like practicing in a small room, we're playing like music, what we like and this guy who's working on all of our influences now gonna do mastering on our record <laughs> and, and the hardest thing is that we just really sent a cold hit that hi we are just fucked up guys and we just realized that we need a mastering and yeah. and uh and and the thing is was the funniest that he was aware of us in general because he i i i linked in uh some articles to to at least present that we, we're really an existing band and it's not a scam and uh we had a feature at no echo and he read that article so he got us back that uh, okay he's interested just send him the stuff and he ghosted for about two weeks and we started to get worried and, and especially oh it, it should be so shitty that he has to work a lot on that and we, we were or sure we that just he get, fucked it or, up or we would just get a message like guys let's start this again like this yeah. is this is not something <laughs> what i can work with yeah but thankfully uh the reason behind his silence was that he was really into the material and he get, got back with us with 
two different masters and he let us decide that which Very one cool. to go with. He was totally nice. into that and, nice. uh, and uh, he even asked us to mention that what will be the afterlife of the album. So uh, we, were, we were so humbled and speechless that, that he, he handled us on the same level that all the other bands who inspired and still inspiring us and he thought a lot about the songs and he basically offered two kind of solutions. The first one's like, like uh, birds in row-ish, a bit more, uh, a bit more uh, noisier uh, solution. And the other one, what we choose in the end is a bit more cleaner, a bit more into, let's say the latest to share more album. Yeah. Well, both was, both was amazing. So I was like, well, it will be good if we can release both, both record. <laughs> like yeah. you can choose like which one you want to listen yeah. to. Yeah, now I want to hear the other mix, man. Damn, yeah. that sounds awesome. <laughs> maybe, maybe you will get it. I'm sure they're I'm sure they're both obviously fantastic. He's done some big names and the, the mix you guys chose is it's beautiful. It's it's amazing. It sounds great. Yeah. But we spent approximately four weeks arguing on the differences. Oh, on which the one? oh god, yeah. like that. Both of them were were basically the best that we could ever imagine and yeah, he tough. was really into into the whole process and we can't uh, well, i was like i was like knocking on my friend's doors who had like some proper sound systems at home like hey mate <laughs> <laughs> would you test them out on <laughs> you test them out on like a hundred systems can you, yeah can you put this on so yeah. like, i was like i think i was listening to it on like three or four different sound systems to like be able to choose it but all of them sounded good so i was like okay it doesn't matter which will be the end they all sound good yeah perfect so let's do the promo thing guys which labels released it and where can the listeners purchase physical copies of it if there is any left at this point well, we have a hungarian record label pongo pongo yeah and basically made by they, good friends yeah they distributed it mostly locally and for uh, international shipping we did it through bandcamp yeah bandcamp we ship worldwide yeah and we were we were also lucky enough to ship it to a handful of countries yeah. japan canada germany serbia also and if someone if someone orders it from outside of hungary we always send some uh, presents some like lovely things patches yeah. patches and just small things stickers well. nice stuff thank you message once we were sent out our last record with like saying like thank you for purchasing our last record and we all signed it and i think it's on discord yeah it's on discogs it was our first ep actually and and uh and, and our supporter who, who purchased it just made a photo on that so if you check it on discogs you can find literally the last ever copy of our first album which is awesome. yeah this this week we found uh like japanese ebay kind of thing and someone is selling or Japanese release CD hand numbered there. So it's like so, so cool to see like our record is all around the world. Such a small band and like it's a dream that you can like see that all around the world people are interested about your music. Yeah. And, and also it's, it's so, it was so awesome to see that uh, basically that we have people who are still supporting us after our years. For example, in Canada, we have. Uh, Jason, who basically yeah, purchased Jason anything from us, he's always yeah. ordering new releases. And we can so be shout out for Jason. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Shout out to Jason, I guess. Then, a eh? big, big uh, number one Canada fan here for Satel's awesome. <laughs> <laughs> so, where did uh, or not where did? Wow, that's a, I'll probably edit that. I might not. Who, <laughs> who did the album artwork? 
uh, this time we work with uh, also a new friend of ours uh, from Austria. Uh, his name is Tom, and you can find his catalog under the moniker of uh, A Place for Tom. Uh, previously, actually, Balaj drew the images for our first full length Wolfie feed. Yeah, and uh, we always have conversations together about the visual identity, about what should we do or what should be the next step. A previous uh, album, Some Got Saved, got the main artwork from uh, Branca Studio from Catalonia. He also worked for the likes of Converge, Foo Fighters and, and bands like that. Queens of the Stone Queens Age. Queens of the Stone Age, yeah. And uh, this time uh, we, we worked with Tom and uh, he was super enthusiastic and he even asked at the very early phase for the demos and the yeah, lyrics. Yeah, he, he had some connections with the studio. Yeah. Where we, we was doing, where they were doing the other thing. Yeah, so, and, and also uh, he, he came to, he came up with several ideas parallelly and we came to this maze-like concept that, that appeared in, in the final artwork. So basically he just wanted to use the 3 a.m. confessions as a, as a sleepless night uh, paradigm where you just want to get out of the maze and basically anything that holds you back about finding a solution on a problem and uh, we were totally into that and especially with the symbolism that he uses over the whole physical artwork so the CD version became stunning and uh, yeah he, he's awesome. It includes the color of a national flag. Yeah he, he, he basically used the red, the white and the green or three uh, colors in, in, on a national flag yeah. to use it against basically yeah. And also he was also he was using like some of my old yeah like artworks. The wolf from uh, Wolf You Feed record it's, it's got like really symbolic yeah. for now. Uh, yeah, for the band, like we're using it all the time. Yeah, and also we're referring to basically anyone who follows us as the pack in, in this manner. Yeah. And uh, so the wolf became also a symbol of wherever we can go. And we always had a close connection. Like we try to yeah. we try to keep close connection with, with our friends and with our fans and all those people who support us as a band. Yeah, that's the reason why we decided to basically step back from the social media. And that's why we run the Substack newsletter we, we do. So basically the majority came from Bandcamp. But since then, we, we still have new subscribers from time to time, and we just want to have a more uh, informal conversation to to help, to basically uh, show that and those what, people what are belonging us. to us. Yeah, what um, bothers us. So Tom did an awesome job about uh, identifying us as what, what we want to share with the artwork. And, uh, and he also made matching designs for the pre-orders and stuff like that. Yeah. And he basically gave us a, 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 re a renowned visual identity. And uh, we, we're still uh, speechless about the, the value he, he gave for, our, for us as a band. Yeah. Yeah, very cool. So the pack, yeah. Okay, happy to be part of the pack, gentlemen. Um, yeah. <laughs> I, I noticed the wolf was a recurring uh, symbol you are, throughout your uh, art. Uh, officially. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I noticed the wolf was a recurring theme throughout your, your visual art as a band. Did this, uh, this person also do your Spotify visuals as well that correlate yeah. with the album? I Tom, Tom made all the visuals. Yeah, yeah, yeah. indeed. Yeah, yes. they're very cool. Very cool. I think that the Wolf became uh, essential, especially for our first full length, because that was the album that we basically recorded uh, really together as a band. Yeah, yeah, I mean, like that that part of our life was like all like uh, 
in that phase of our life when we can just like uh, concentrate on playing music, going to band practice, being together. Now, like everyone is getting more adult, having kids, family, building house, refurbishing flat and stuff like this. All these adult things, you know, all these boring shit. Oh, you don't have to tell me, man. <laughs> yeah, like uh, that time we was like so together, like we had PlayStation in the practice room, you know, we just like hanging nice. there, drinking beer, playing nice. music, like, someone get an idea, pick up the guitar, playing something, oh, like, oh, that sounds so good. Then Christopher started to play something on the drums and like everyone started to do something and like we stopped drinking again, <laughs> like playing some PlayStation. So it was like sometimes we spend like days in the practice room. Yeah, but also I think it was miss those times. <laughs> yeah, and if I can tell, I think it was some sort of a, a coming of age album for you regarding the lyrics. So yeah, it was really a personal experience. And and right after that, when we started to work on some got saved or second full length, that was more into basically the furious furious situation we found yeah, ourselves like in. Like that record was like I was like let the guys more into the lyrics. So I till. The wall few feet i was like usually writing the lyrics by myself and then from some got saved i was like working more together with david with the lyrics because he had like good uh, ideas for some of the songs as as lyrics so like we was working together more yeah and basically i i think that when it comes to the lyrics we found this balance right now on, yeah. on first, stuff. first you know like every like singer has the ego like or it's just it's my lyrics i want to tell what is it about and it was just hard to let someone else into it you know like it's difficult but now now we found the, the perfect balance in it
So the big question is, are you guys currently writing any new material and any idea when I can expect to hear it? Well, now we're happy about it to be done with this one. So it was, <laughs> it was like a hard few years to write this record because we wanted to do something different and everyone was working so hard on it. And even when we was finished with it, we wasn't like completely satisfied with it. Like, and we wasn't like hundred percent sure that it would be good. And we wasn't sure how will be the impact for the people because like it was something different what we did before. So now we just want to enjoy the songs what we wrote, I think for a couple of months till someone will <laughs> drop a new demo into the group chat like oh guys can you listen to this like i was thinking about we can write a song about this so yeah right now we are not planning any serious thing yeah <laughs> yeah and also on the other hand what what might not be as much visible but the two guitarists of ours are tech enthusiasts so basically they are switching their guitars on a bi-monthly basis which makes it yeah. even harder to have any vision about what will come <laughs> Because even if we, we released the album, we had a handful of shows. We had really remarkable shows regarding the, basically the country we're living in. And they decided to renew their own uh, equipment park again. Yeah. So we still, in these cases, we have Every to, single yeah. week, one band practice is about like they adjusting the Finding new guitars, tones, yeah. the pedals, like they switching parts in the amplifier yeah. so like all these geeky things i have i don't know nothing about it yeah. i can i can fix the cables i'm good in yeah. that one but sure. i don't know what to yeah. do but yeah like now they just like uh like seeking yeah but, the, but seeking the new way or i don't know for the new record yeah but sometimes i feel fuck them because we always try to adapt to them in this yeah. case yeah but you, you know what two weeks ago i i got my my chorus pedal i want to sound like typo negative i don't care how it will sound like with the guitars <laughs> i i spent nine years in this band about adapting to the guitar sound that always changed i i, I got enough from that yeah. <laughs> why well, is it's the same like a drummer like every yeah. time when we're saying like oh, let's play something slower and he's like i can play slow songs um into punk rock and metal i just play fast yeah. So at this moment, I think we we have um, we have a state of mind where we have to let the song go. So we, we have, <laughs> yeah. have some sort of a distance. And uh, I hope we finally can play shows. Yeah. I mean, like we yeah. we were like extremely lucky that we had yeah, the shows in fall. But uh, we want to play more. We enjoy so much the new songs. We want to play them. And mm -hmm. We want to bring as far as we can yeah we were also lucky enough to end the year about it was the 18th of december or something yeah. at the re, the newly uh, opened durekert and it was a sold out show with of friends well, yeah, well, what you what you need to do, know about durekert it's like a like a cult club uh, and uh, they demolished the old building a few months ago yeah, the government. because the government wanted to build something. I think there's a hotel or something yeah. going on there. That would be oh, another that's probably a fucking that, condo. Yeah, that's oh, like a more important thing had to build there than Naturally. like yeah, yeah. like a place where people can socialize and God run damn. away from their daily problems. So yeah, like they demolished the building. So 
the promoters and all the crew had to search for a new place and like luckily they find, found one and we've been extremely lucky to uh, Be have a chance first. yeah have a chance to play like in the line with the with Tevez Matt or great friends and we were also one of the first bands to play at the new venue and you know it's also a, a cultural hub and also basically a Oh, the favorite place of our community. I can easily yeah. say I say that. And well, I guess we can say like we played one of our best shows. Yeah. Indeed. So far there. Yeah. This December. So it was like a good closing of the year. And that was the first time when I ever saw that the people started to resonate with the new song. So they started to sing it with Balash together, and and finally the the it, it was a break breakthrough point. Yeah, that was a point when one of the guy was like flying into the monitor with head and i got so worried that he's like getting injured or something but he was like just jumping up and start to go back into the mosh pit so i was like okay guys take care take care of yourself <laughs> that's awesome. but yeah it was fun <laughs> so i was gonna ask uh you mentioned that that one venue there what's what's the coolest venue you guys think you've played at ever yeah, well, locally, internationally, just coolest venue you think you've played at? Well, that was once uh, we was in Belarus. It was the the first first show in Belarus in uh, Baranovici. Baranovici in Belarus. Yeah, so like uh, one day before we arrived, we got a message, text message that the show is cancelled in the venue where we supposed to play because the police was coming there going there and they said like if anyone shows up on the show everyone will get arrested yeah because you know in in belarus the situation is, is still hard but there's a strong community fighting against yeah. basically the tyranny mm -hmm. that basically face. against yeah. dictatorship yeah. There. and we were lucky enough to have two shows by baranki punks one of the strongest communities there and uh we we, we played that night at, at a really nice uh and packed venue in poland which was a, a, a twin peaks themed venue and it was really mm -hmm. awesome but we got the message that we will be all charged if we play there. So, uh, so yeah, yeah, actually, they message that that venue is cancelled, but they can offer us another place to play if we are okay with it, which is not exactly a venue, it's just a small place to play. But it was like, okay, well, actually, we have nothing to do. Like, it's better to play anywhere. Play anywhere yeah, you're already there, right? To cancel the show. Yeah, we are there. Yeah. So, like, I don't know, we was like seeking for the place for like, I don't know, an hour or something because they didn't answer to our message. And then we got a message with an address to go. And we was like going to like, uh, I don't know, it was like uh, a garden of a school or something, yeah. like a backyard of a school. We was like going there with a car and uh, it was like a, a skate park, but not for not like this uh, skateboard oh, nice. skate park. It was for like inline skate, you know. Oh, okay. <laughs> but you had to like walk up on like stairs, and everyone was like skates out. And I was like, "That's cool." All the people who've been there was like kids, but yeah. literally like around twenty years old, or even even younger. Yes, yeah, and like. They'd be like so happy for us to play that, and they constantly asking us like why we came to their city to play because yeah. no band is going there. Like five years ago, they they had a band outside of the country, 
five years ago. Yeah. Wow. Like you can imagine, like we are so lucky that we can see like bands from all around the world and they are happy that they can see a band from Hungary. <laughs> Yeah, that's so, crazy. Yeah. Anyway, it was like they bring us to the room where we're supposed to play, and it was a practice room for like for ten, school ten, yeah. like ten square meters in the back of the skate park, and awesome. uh, it was like they had the local equipment, amplifiers, drums, and everything there. And we decided that if we bring our stuff up, it will be so loud that if they wanna wanted to arrest us in that club then they will arrest, arrest us here that we, if they will hear that how loud <laughs> yeah. so yeah. we decided that we will play on day in day equipment day amplifiers and day drum which was like i don't know like old stuff yeah like, and, and yeah at combos <laughs> and stuff like this like really small stuff so you guys and, sounded great right yeah, Perfectly. it was yeah. Yeah. <laughs> the, cleanest, the cleanest guitar sound you ever heard. Yeah, like, sometimes, like Tom's guitar was just clean because Perfect. the distortion yeah. wasn't working. Yeah. On, so he was like playing the song, and sometimes he was playing it in clean. But <laughs> imagine that in that 10 square meters, that was like around 30 guys in the room, literally in our face, and going like totally crazy. They've been like, uh, kicked off the ceiling yeah the ceiling was like falling off and like everyone was like totally crazy like i don't know like one of the best shows ever yeah but also at the same time we constantly had to look at the open door because we awaited the arrival of the police yeah we was like scared when the police (laughs) arrived imagine like 30 guys destroying the room we was like trying to like fight for our life and then checking the same time that when the police arrived but actually Nothing, nothing happened. We played the show. They've been like so happy about us. They've been following us to the van when we was like packing out like That's huge bands. Like wanted to have That's big nice. So that was that was one of the greatest show and greatest venue for me. <laughs> and they're uh, still inspiring us. For I just wanted to add that on the new album, Copper and Rust is is dedicated for all of our friends in Belarus for their everyday fight. So yes. it was a huge impact on on us as a band and as as person on a personal yeah. level as well.
Imagine a country, you are going with the van and the side of the road, there's like a broken tank just standing there. It's like creepy. creepy. Yeah, Yeah, that's not good at all. There's no need for that, Um, right? And some of our friends also, when when the the current Lukashenko regime just um, decided that the thing is still going on, some of our friends already left the country. Some of the other uh, has been in prison. So uh, it was indeed a hard time in Belarus for them right now. Uh, it still is. So uh, whenever we have the opportunity, we just want to shout out to them because they are really fighting on a daily level against an, an oppressive regime. Yeah, we keep in touch with them still. Yeah, all the organizers who we met there. So we try to support them like yeah. from here as much as we can to speak up. So that was uh, the coolest venue in general, although we were still lucky enough to play in, in huge venues as a supporting act and stuff like that. But we, we also into small yeah, it's, venues it's and, not, and it's lots not of a, people. Yeah, it's not always about uh, quality of a venue. Sure. It's more about uh, yeah. the vibes. Yeah. So yeah, you, can like play a cool in, you can play in front of like 1,200 people, but if they don't give you the same vibe, like 10 people, then... The biggest it's show we played working. was with Rise Against, where we played yeah. for 4,000 people. And, and the smollest 5, 000, one yeah. 
could have been uh, this one no no we, we we had even smaller shows in hungary with less people no i mean i think the smallest <laughs> nice. was, i think the yeah. smallest show was in praha yeah maybe in, but that yeah. was like just a handful of people yeah like 10 people with uh with a band who we was playing with yeah but it was also cool yeah. so yeah we enjoyed it and everyone was like super nice with us so. yeah you so, even served on them yeah i do do crowd surf on that 10 people yeah. <laughs> on the 10 of them so from playing shows to 10 people to playing shows with 4,000 people uh supporting rise against and now you guys are big old sellouts you played for mtv you want to yeah. you want to tell me about that or <laughs> waiting for this yeah <laughs> i've been yeah, waiting we, for this i need an explanation <laughs> To be honest, it was funny to see your name as a headliner on billboards. Yeah, we were on billboards. Actually, I was like ridiculous. I was like going to work with my bus and I was like uh, looking at the bus bus stop and uh, my band's name was next to Anta Shikari. Yeah, because the graphic was designer like, fucked up oh the design. So basically they, they broke it up on a daily level and not on the importance of the artist. So we were above... <laughs> Basically, all the other acts who are far bigger than us. Amazing. We were were on the top of the billboard together with Anthony Shikari. It was one. Should be. (laughs) I told told my mom, like, well, mom, we were playing on MTV Music Week. And my mom was asking, what does it mean? It will be broadcasted worldwide. I was like, yeah, of course. And and also, it was was still a. a situation where we're also thankful enough for the management and the promoter, the management of Entershaker and the promoter at the venue, because uh, MTV didn't really want it to have us because because oh, we've of, been too heavy. Yeah, and also about the message we spread and so on. And uh, <laughs> the management of Entershaker said that we want this band, so they will play. And there were no, no nice. other questions. Thankfully, they they stood behind us, and we really appreciate that. That's and, awesome. Yeah, and even if there was a totally different audience and uh, it was really hard to get their attention, I would say, but it was still a, a, a remarkable show because we played at A38 with bands like the Bronx, uh, Napoleon, uh, I can't really recall who else. But uh, so we already knew the venue and we wanted to make the most out of it with the new song. Oh, we was playing that with Bluesbreaker. With Bluesbreaker as well, yeah. yeah they were also. also. Yeah. So you said MTV didn't really want you there. I can't imagine though. What what what's uh what are you guys speaking on that MTV doesn't agree with? Well, uh, they didn't even let uh, uh they didn't uh, so there were promo additionally or or things like that. Basically, they they shared the creatives of us because we also played in Debrecen as part of their programming. Yeah, like, in another. City. I think we was the only local band who was playing like on two MTV yeah. event. <laughs> Yeah, and they for sure they didn't even give any microphone to us because they knew that it would be yeah. a, a hellhole. For yeah, us. so we are super we are super sellout. We was playing not one but two MTV events at the same wow. week. Yeah, same week. and they, obviously they when they checked the video clip of Abandoned Kingdom and also the, what the lyrics about and the interviews with us, they they immediately knew that we are not that kind of a band they want to. Well, I was hoping that they will invite us for the awards, but <laughs> they didn't. I, Disappointed that I wasn't invited. <laughs> I wanted to go for the free drinks. Yeah. And the award for the most politically minded band in Hungary goes to Satels <laughs> from Budapest. What? The most, the most sellout on the, on the ground. Band. <laughs> that would be magical. 
So you guys, uh, you've played a lot of shows for a lot of good causes. You want to tell me about that? Because you guys are saying MTV obviously didn't want you guys there for what you're standing well, for. Well, actually, it was, it was good to play on this uh, on this MTV event because, like, uh, they've been standing out for the local LMB, LMBTQ community. And so uh, the whole the whole week was like uh, around that team. Yeah. So we was like happy to be a part of it because we are supporting those yeah. guys. Just that's why it's weird because you know we also do it by ourselves. So we could also add on to that, but we do this anyway yes. on, on a daily basis. So I think that uh, we started it from the very beginning because on our first uh, EP we also made a fundraiser with a. Uh, with the cover we did for about uh, one of the local legends, United side, it, it, it was a youth crew band. And uh, since then, whenever we found an occasion about basically just not only to fundraising, but to address issues that yeah, we also yeah, face, like, uh, we just wanted to go against the, the, the capitalist manner when basically we just push it to the users, you know, to, if you want, you can add some. And we always try to find a way to add for anyone who wants and to trying support to, us trying to like cause. trying to like uh, raise attention for the causes what we think people have to like uh, get more attention to like we was like writing a song against domestic, domestic violence. violence like uh, in the same time when we was coming out we walk few feet yeah and uh, like uh, also anytime if there's like charity event or anything where we can help we trying to trying to be a part of it and trying to go because I think like uh, being a hardcore band means like you have to stand out for your local communities and yeah. for for good causes and the oppressed ones and that's the hardest thing because you know this this regime is working now for twelve years so basically a generation grew up in this and they can't see any alternative so for this way whenever we have any occasion to stand behind any oppressed community who might resonate with us. We tried to raise our voice. Our latest action was at the Bandcamp Friday because we we never ever do Bandcamp Fridays. We totally hate the idea about just well, getting money. Or uh, I'm sorry. What, what's the what's the issue with the Bandcamp Fridays? They they take away what is it like half of the uh, half of what they normally cut and they give it towards the bands? No, they they on on that particular day they basically give, go, every, give everything. Every but we see a practice when bands just. Uh, asking for money and you know on our level when we're still going for guest money or even lower amounts just for fun or just to spread the word about the issues we're coming from uh it's so easy to capitalize that that it's really against our or code or ethics yes. so in this case we used one bandcamp friday because there was a local charity event to to set up a genealogical center for yes. for women who for doesn't home, really homeless, have, for homeless women and for those who need it and uh, we were super lucky enough to gather a quite visible amount of money in 24 hours. And so basically, just don't get me wrong, I'm, I'm not uh, judging bands who are using Bandcamp Friday, but on our level, we, whenever we yeah, have well, the opportunity. But this is like, you know, this is not our like main job to being in a band. Yeah. We all have like, uh, or like public jobs and uh, we all have money what we're living from so if we can get some money with the band then we use it for good causes yeah that's why all the back catalog items are on the name your prize offer because if someone just wants to grab it we are the happiest if anyone listens to that and basically we just try to find solutions about about raising our voice that 
on this day, if you wire something to us, we will receive 100%. So we will wire it towards this occasion on 100% level. And oh, okay. So you guys took you guys took any of the any of the purchases from that day and put it towards a good cause. Yeah. Instead yes. of I see. Okay, that makes sense. Sure. That makes and sense. Uh, so that, that's what we did for the last time. But but I, I think that on the current uh, occasion, what we should also raise our voice about is the ongoing ongoing elections in April just to, to go and vote. So yeah. it, it, whatever you vote, just go and vote. Yeah. Even if everyone knows who we will vote or who we will vote against, but, <laughs> but uh, it just also yeah, well, like, voting. We never be in the band who's telling like which side is good or which side is bad. We're just telling the, what, what we see as a problem going on and what we try to like uh, raise attention to like to make people think that it's going into a wrong way. So, yeah, especially that uh, when it comes to that, you know, our, our former album, Some God Say, was also some sort of a love letter for those who basically grew up in the in the post-communist regime and uh, and about just try to find their place in the world or even in Hungary. And for this album, we went more in-depth cases. For example, yeah. History Previous also reflects on a statue that has been never publicly um uh, celebrated but it it's a holocaust memorial that alters the memory of holocaust like hungary wouldn't do anything wrong and stuff like that and when nationalism goes on that level it's really against us especially that for example i also have jew heritage so obviously i feel offended whenever i see that fucking statue and uh we just came to a conclusion that okay it, we should address it as well in a song because if we don't do who else will do that yeah. so Fair enough. It's nothing like uh, <clears throat> nothing like rewriting history for for the fucking convenience of a country, right? Yeah, indeed. That's awful, man. Sorry to hear that. Um, we'll get off of politics for a quick minute, though. What band are you guys listening to that you think deserves more attention right now? If you had to pick just one band, do you think needs a or deserves more attention? Not necessarily needs, but deserves more attention. Who would that be? Well, I like I have like a band who's always close to my heart, and I think they like they could be bigger than they are, and it's uh, Antagonist AD from New Zealand. They are really cro- close to my heart. Like, well, I I had a chance to see them once in uh, Slovakia. I was traveling there to see them. They're not really touring. I think like this year they came out with the new EP, but uh, yeah, definitely Antagonist AD. They deserve more attention. Well, it's it's a uh, it's so hard to 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 think about any one. Just name only one. It's really hard. Only one. Yeah. Or seventeen and, I can't and a half. Do because I already mentioned the Mersel. So. <laughs> yeah, they are fantastic too. Yeah, I would say maybe Havak. Uh, I really did their release from last year. Uh, Screamo band Havoc? Yeah. In Yo, the... Yeah. I got that. Uh, I got that vinyl sitting on my shelf over there. They are awesome. fantastic. I agree with you. I agree yeah. with you. And I'll have to check out the the other band. Lush. What was the What was the band you mentioned? Antagonist. Antagonist. AD. Antag. What's say again? Antagonist. Antagonist. Okay. Okay. You have to send me a link. But that's like two antagonists. That's like another band called Antagonist, but this one is the Antagonist AD. Yeah. Okay. New Zealand. New Zealand. Land of Kiwi. Okay. And for Havaka, I was just basically super surprised that 
I really miss that some sort of uh, sound and and that that melody lines and and that that vibe. It really uh, brought me back to the the best days of Screamo when I grew up. So I was really thankful for that release. I'm still I still am. So. Yeah, no, that, that that release was fucking awesome. It's also cool, like that uh, you listen to Screamo. I didn't really expect that to be completely yeah. honest with you. <laughs> <laughs> no, we we and I think that the new album also has screamo influences on a lyrical or even a musical pattern level i think copper and rust is also uh, an homage of, of our uh, of our influences from this way and i guess that the majority of us are listening to several different genres especially uh, our drummer christopher also has uh, another band which is more into crust and grindcore and nice. but, but but all the others we, we focusing on this band mostly and yeah. uh, we try to seek uh, Basically, for example, when it comes to screamo, I think that the passion that the genre uses and redefines from time to time is really inspiring on all levels as well to let it get integrated into our sound screen, uh, soundscape, especially that with Christoph, we basically have the best drummer in our country, honestly, period. So, uh, yeah. and he's super awesome. At least, he's, into at least he's in the best five, or in, in, best my three, yeah. <laughs> in my opinion. He's the best drummer in the band, no doubt. Yeah. 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 So you guys, you guys listen to a little bit of everything, which is fantastic. So since we're getting onto that, what do you guys listen to that could be considered cringy, embarrassing, a guilty pleasure to well, yourself my- or others? If you have no shame, what, what's, uh, what's something that others would be shocked that you listen to? I don't think people will be shocked that I listen to, but my guilty pleasure is definitely Don Broco. Can't say, Can't say I know it. Can't say I know it. What do well, they play? What do well, they play? Like, really poppy music. Like, oh, okay. right. It's like poppy but mellowly. It's the cringiest music ever. But it's like <laughs> so like it sounds so good and it's like so good constructed all the songs. So I can't okay. get over it. Like cringy, not cringy, but they are like they are really good. Okay. I, I have I have two guilty pleasures in general. The first yeah. is mostly about the the 60s uh, impulse like uh, jazz, like Coltrane, Miles Davis, and so on, because the more cocaine they had, the better outcome it is. <laughs> <appears laughs> yeah. so, uh, although, although I'm straight no. edge, for the record. But, oh, no, I'm, I'm done. But when they were high, it, it's totally a different level <laughs> on a <physical> level. <laughs> And uh, sure. the other, I would say, and, and it's a, a newly found addition, is to dig back to the MySpace deathcore era. Because... Uh, oh, no uh, way. Yeah. <laughs> uh, and, and mostly those acts who just, you, you know, ridiculous artworks. And, and I'm just, I, I can't really tell that I'm listening that from the first song to the last one. No but kidding. All, but it, they were so ambitious about writing these songs and immediately releasing that, that oh, yeah. uh, I enjoying that in I think it's not reason. I think it's not cringe it's more like it is dude play waking no, the it's more like nostalgia I'm certain to when these bands, cringe, when, so. when those bands were on we've been like I don't know 20 yeah <laughs> but like 15 years spent yeah but those lyrics and those uh, track titles with oh, endless yeah. sentences yeah. and stuff like that so I never it's been I never yeah. been into that core that's so funny <laughs> Oh, and I just basically, I'm just smiling on it. Okay, those guys really wanted to do something big, and they didn't. 
I, I was big into that. Well, the they MySpace. did. Because like you listen to it and like maybe they are from America or something. So they did, they did it. Yeah. They made it. <laughs> <laughs> they made it. They made it. They made it to your earphones. Yeah. And, and I just find joy in that, especially when I don't want to think about anything. <laughs> just turn the brain <laughs> off. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, waking the cadaver was a. Was no, not, a not, 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 not that that, but yeah. Not, that, not them. <laughs> not, not them. I, I, um, I will. I try to uh, uh, handpick some names, but I listen regularly. But yeah, you, uh, wait, you're listening to, to old MySpace yeah, deathcore regular. regularly. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah. David is daily basis. I was gonna say these bands didn't age well. Like Waking the Cadaver, I, I used to think was hilarious and also really sick when I was yeah. young. But they did not. If I put one of their songs on now, it's like it's not gonna. Yeah. It's just I want the same. Like those who lie beneath, you know, and uh, I don't know who else. Just give me. I, I deleted some of those albums since then. So, but but uh, I just had this period in the past six weeks. So I, I was really into to that, and I I can't really say a, a, a rational reason why. To be honest, but it's just fun. Well, I, <laughs> but the funniest part that he has a partner in crime in this with Tom, or guitarist. Yeah, is the same guy. Like, I was like, how can you listen to this shit music? Guys? And he knows <laughs> songs. He knows the songs on guitar. Well, he can play every song yeah. on guitar, like every. Well, you every, only need one like, string. No core, core bands. If you say a band name, it's like two seconds, and he's playing something for it. Seriously. Yeah. Yeah. So I, I listened like, you know, through the eyes of the dead, beneath the sky and uh, nice. Aurora Black and stuff like that. So okay. uh, apologies for that. <laughs> nice. No, through the eyes of the dead still holds up. In my opinion, fuck yeah, they're one of my one of my earliest uh, heavier metal bands, metalcore, deathcore, whatever the fuck. Uh, I think they still aged well, but okay. some of that deathcore MySpace scene era stuff is just whew, yeah. Yeah. It's a, <laughs> it's a lot. So if you guys could see one band do a reunion show, who would that be and why? One band. <laughs> we could commonly say S Friends Rust. In my yeah, opinion. definitely. Yeah. What's but that? S Friends Rust, definitely. As, as Friends Rust? Yeah. yeah. I have not heard oh, them. Don't say you never heard them. I haven't. I'm you not going to lie to the people. Singer of Morning, Morning again, again, Damien Moyle. No, no, you it, lost me. You lost no, me. Uh, Imagine that uh, as friends Rust is it, they would have a totally different soccer league because it's a huge bunch of friends, like 12 people rotating constantly from release to release. Yeah, they were also into different genres, I, I would say, but this, they, they delivered the constant level. Where's the band from? Um, US, for, uh, US, but oh, yeah, which part? I don't Somewhere know. Somewhere in the States. Okay. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. But I but also, I I would also tell sinking ships. Yeah, sinking time. ships. Sinking yeah. ships. Oh. Fuck yeah. And also FC five from Japan. I wish I could see them. I said one band, guys. I said one. Okay. Cool. <laughs> well, I can tell like ten bands. I want yeah. to see you. <laughs> Absolutely. So, um, you guys are obviously very opinionated on things. So I think this will be a good question. It's one of my newer questions. So assuming that none of you guys are pacifists, if you could punch anyone in the face as hard as you can with absolutely no repercussions, you get one punch, one person, one face, who would you deck out and why? Well, I'm not a guy who's like getting into fight or anything. I've never been getting into a fight, but 
like uh, David. No, do you want to punch me? I thought you will also say Victor Orban because it's actually. Uh, yeah, but it would be cringy to say that. Yeah. But yeah, definitely, I will give a punch to his face and some of the other Hungarian politicians. But um, the thing is, like, it w- wouldn't solve anything. No, <laughs> no, no, no. But it will still yeah. feel nice. Uh, but I will, <laughs> I, will punch, I will punch in the face like any Nazis, yep. uh, predators, rapists, pedophiles like any of them but who do you want to punch the most i don't know like there's gotta be that one person that you, you sometimes really... my boss he's pissing off me like your boss yeah <laughs> yeah shout out to that guy fuck him sometimes i'm going into the into work in the morning and i'm like he's starting to talk to me and then i have the feeling now i'm gonna punch this guy into the... <laughs> <I'm just kidding. laughs> let's go <laughs> Okay, David, who who are you punching out? I think our prime minister is good for this occasion, right? Now. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> he had 12 years, so a, a great punch would be a, a decent response yeah. for his actions and decisions. And, and basically the polarism that he does for our whole community and even the basically the whole nation, I would say, because it, it's so hard to think about only two angles from time yeah, to time. Yeah. But yeah, to be honest, like... Yeah. If you punch him into the face, there's like a lot of other politicians who deserve the same yep. same punch. So it's like not not just one person. For like, sure, for sure. It's it's a bunch of people who deserve yeah. this. Yeah. Well, from from letting off some frustrations to giving back, if you guys could give the entire world a gift, what would it be and why? And keep in mind, this doesn't have to be a material possession, this gift well, that you're, you're like, giving to the world. I, before, the, before we was like, uh, we was like starting the, the interview, we was talking about this with David. And uh, the thing is, like, it's hard to say, like, one thing. We was, I like, thinking about things like, uh, like, uh, not having hate for 24 hours or what was you said like not having any cool one uh, yeah about yeah just to, to to spend 24 hours without basically greed in general or or, or uh, the lack of uh, empathy in general because yeah. I, I think that it's one of our main problems what we face in our society is basically the lack of empathy or the the, the will to understand the other uh, people's issues and that might be also a game changer if, if there would be 24 hours without greed for material yeah. things and 24 hours without selfishness yeah. and like uh, yeah generally hate like or just bad things <laughs> that would be nice that's an and interesting one but but it's still hard because you know I, I think that especially if you uh, ran uh, through the lyrics of our latest album, I wouldn't say that it's a positive album. But we but the main core of it is for seeking redemption through saying out what frustrates us. And I think it's also the same uh, practice in here that if we could give anything to the whole world, I'm sure it should be something really positive and it should be against oppression in in general or any form of neglecting people. That's the worst thing that we could do to each other. That's beautiful, man. It's beautiful. I never thought about that. It's interesting to take 
to take any greed and, and hate out of society for 24 hours, out of the human race for 24 hours. Uh, I, I will be like curious how it will change the things. I mean, I probably it won't because 24 hours is not a long time, but, mm, but that think, would be a yeah. day of a lifetime. Yeah, yeah. yeah. It will, I think it will make like good result, results. Yeah, yeah at all. Could, could, last, uh, could make a lasting impact, right? Yes. So this last song we're about to play, I'm, I have no idea how to pronounce it, so I'm going to ask you how to say it. Uh, it was the Hungarian track. Yes. Uh, yeah. Odash uh, Megszakad. Oh, great. That's what I was going to say. Okay, perfect. So, <laughs> so this last track we're about to play here, uh, can you give a rough breakdown about what you're talking about in these lyrics and why you chose to record this specific song without English vocals? Because... I mean, all of your, your songs are recorded in English, except for this one? Or am I missing there's another? If you listen carefully, the record, that's the same song uh, yes. as Skeleton Dance. Yes, but you, you released this, you released it once in English and once in Hungarian. Yeah. Yeah, well, we never had any Hungarian lyrics before because I'm like, uh, yeah. I can, I guess, uh, express myself in English more. So for me, English is like an easier language to talking about my uh, thoughts. But uh, but David had an idea that what if we what if we have a Hungarian song, which lyrics was written by uh, his name is, yeah his name is Laszlo or Lutzi yeah. yeah Leslie Charlie <laughs> yeah. He, he's a uh, he's also uh, one of the the most uh, favored lyricist in the Hungarian guitar-driven underground. He plays in dozens of bands and he plays in front of thousands of people. Uh, he plays even in Platon Karate, which is basically our most export-ready uh, indie folk band in Hungary. And he's a super nice guy. And we literally we were I, I would say we we were already friends before this occasion. So yeah, yeah. I mean like. I wasn't. I only, I only met him on a record release show. Yeah, <laughs> I haven't talked with him before. Like, uh, but but he was he was like uh, he was like checking our band out before he knew what we are playing, what we are doing. So they had a conversation with David uh, about like we're looking for Hungarian lyrics, but actually I'm like too hot-headed to write a Hungarian song. So like we was giving to him the opportunity, like if he can make uh, something out of it. Especially that he's a literature teacher. So he also wanted to try himself out on this occasion because he already saw the, the English lyrics written by Balash. And that's when he came up with the idea about uh, basically transferring a famous Hungarian poem, uh, um, Bridge uh, Augmentation yeah. in, in English uh, by Janos Arany, one of the, the most uh, celebrated uh, poems of the 19th century. And he, he was an essential figure of the revolution. So he used an image, he used patterns from that uh, to re-image the poem into uh, basically a signal where you just want to reach other people, like-minded people. And uh, when a signal fails, is also the point when you just can't handle anymore all the frustrations that you have to face on a daily basis. And it resonates with the atmosphere that Balazs wrote for Skeleton Dance. 
Yeah. Nice. Okay. Well, I did not expect that. I uh, half expected you to be like, we don't have any songs in our, our native language. So we did that one in English and in Hungarian. Because we are sellouts. Yeah. 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 <laughs> <laughs> no, actually, we are more complicated than this. <laughs> Yeah, and, and you know, uh, Lati is really into finding new levels of the texture itself. And, and he was keen to find a solution on adapting the atmosphere and the meaning of the English uh, uh, lyrics written by Balazs. But also at the same time, he used this poem pattern to make it more resonating and timeless. And uh, it's, it's still stunning that new people also started to consider us and the new album thanks to that track yeah so we really you know, like, created that it's like in the local scene like some bands who have hungarian lyrics are going better because more people understand it because it's so native yeah. language yeah we still was, have a language barrier yeah yeah i was gonna say that because like all, all of your well majority except for this one song are all in english which is actually better for an international reach uh to make your band reach a bigger audience than just your countries and, and people who are speaking Hungarian, right? But that's yeah. a very, very interesting lyrical collaboration that he took your lyrics and some, some old poet and uh, reformed it all and did some cool stuff. That's cool. I'm glad I asked that question. Definitely not the answer I expected, but uh, I'm very glad I asked because that's, that's very interesting. So mm-hmm. what do you guys think? Uh, the two last questions here. Uh, one's just shout outs and, and, and sayonaras and see you laters and such. But what do you guys think right now uh, let me fuck. Let me fuck that up again. <laughs> what's what's currently the most pressing issue that's happening politically for you guys that you want to speak on here? Well, right now I think the election is uh, is like yeah. what's going on. So it can it can make some changes in Hungary, but people need to get the blindfolds off and see like what's really going on and what kind of future what they want for for their kids and for their loved ones because uh, i think we are on the wrong way right now and uh, it's only the people who have the power to change but also imagine an electional system where the winner takes it all so uh, we used to have a system with two different rounds so the people can still made up their minds there were public uh, public uh, arguments by, between the politicians and right now the thing is that the winner takes it all if you have 51% of all the votes, you have a, a two-third in the parliament, which is ridiculous. And uh, through this way, basically, you can uh, you can do whatever you want, and it's happening for 12 years from now. And uh, they even use or tax money to basic for the propaganda they run, and the level of propaganda is ridiculous. We, today was also the day when Warner Media finally claimed uh, Fidesz, the ruling party, because they used uh, a scene from Austin Powers in one of their uh, videos with the mini-me scene, because uh, yeah because the the leader of the opposition is uh, um, imagined as the mini me of the former president uh, who who oh, okay. who, who yeah. fell well, in imagine imagine you're living in hungary and want to watch something on youtube whatever and you start a video and this stupid uh, like campaign propaganda video is starting on which is like so ridiculously lame 
that is just like pisses you off to watching it. And like they're yeah. using this to like manipulate people who like uh, I don't know who can see through all these things because they think that it's funny and I don't know. And but it's lame. Thing. So and you have to watch it. You have you can't skip it because they both like that kind of advert that you can't skip. Yeah. So like if you're watching like I don't know, 10 videos a day, you watch this for 10 times. Yeah. Oh, it and just also, burns into your fucking brain, right? Yeah. 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 And on the other hand, the state of the media is ridiculous. So the thing is that the public service, the radios, the, the print magazines, the online magazines, the majority of them are already in the hand of the government. And there's only three or four uh, independent sources of news in Hungary, but we can still basically fund by ourselves through various campaigns. Uh, we even have one YouTube channel, which is called Partisan. It be became one of the most trending content in the past year. And we also supported them at the very early phase when they started. And uh, it's also about just to, to, to see clearly and, yeah, and yeah. not to manipulate or, or, or just to spread fake news. And the whole thing just went far worse with the COVID situation and the communication as they used it for the propaganda. Yeah, and like the thing is like people being logged into the flats and houses and like whatever you've been doing on the internet all this propaganda shit was coming into your face because like you didn't have any like uh human contacts going out meeting yeah. where you've been just like sitting home you could watch tv you've been on social media or like you're watching youtube or stuff like this and all the propaganda was coming yeah. off from it and like they're trying to wash the brain, but it's going like this everywhere in the yeah. world. So I think it's like a major problem in the world, not just here in Hungary. It's everywhere. But the arrogance is also frightening with that because they they act as they would represent the whole Hungarian society, while they basically represent, let's say, 52% of the voters. So uh, yeah, and well. and they they don't really. Uh, reroute their decisions accordingly because they just they just aiming for that particular uh 52 percent of the society and no one else and that's ridiculous that's crooked yeah, yeah. big shout out to unbiased independent media of any platform because yeah. that's that's what's going to keep people free from censorship free from being overly In overly stimulated with propaganda and bullshit and not not having things forced down your throat is always it's always good it's always good. And this has been great, guys. I really appreciate you guys coming on the show. Finally, so glad we finally got to chat and meet you guys. Uh, it's been an absolute pleasure. And hopefully we can have you back on again someday. Yeah, thank you for the opportunity. And we will definitely come in back. <laughs> it's a pleasure. Yeah, you're part of the pack now. So <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we'll pack. Let's go. <laughs>